It's the Morning News Express 820 at WFMD. On the uh, phone with us is the uh, Chief Administration Administrative Officer for the town of Thurmont. His name is Jim Humerk with uh, Bob and Chris. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? We're doing great. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your obviously busy schedule because Colorfest is, uh, is coming to town, and it is a big deal. Tell us a little bit about uh, the origins, if, if you know them, of Colorfest. Sure. So Colorfest started back in 1964 just as a really small, you know, little festival to uh, enjoy the, the changing of the leaves and have a few crafts. And, and some of the local churches had some, some booths set up. Um, so since, since 1964, it's uh, obviously grown quite a bit bigger. And now today we expect 125,000 visitors in town over the next few days. Wow, that's uh, that, you know, the town of Thurmond is is fairly got a good, a fairly large imprint, uh, of, uh, but it's not that big, and it's a uh, it's a lot of people in a very small town. How do we handle? And I know from the past, I mean, you guys have really got this well planned and moving people around and buses and stuff like that. So, what goes into planning uh, Color Fest? Sure. Well, as you can imagine, we, we start planning basically the day after it's over for next year. We'll we'll get together with uh, the public safety partners and public works and folks like that to talk about this year's event and what could have went better. And we'll start and we do, you know, have to make changes from year to year, even though we've been doing it for a long time now. We always find ways to to make things better and more efficient. So. We'll start planning right away, uh, and um, while everything's still fresh in our minds, so if there's any change we need to make, we'll be ready to make them next year. What uh, what changes have you thought of over the years? Because I, I would think that one of the changes that I can remember is um, going to, say, the parking lot at uh, Catoctin High School and then running bus shuttles back and forth. That's kind of one of the things that I remember happening. Right, right. Years ago, before I started working with the town, I know that the you know traffic really got out of hand. So the mayor and commissioners at that time decided to implement the bus shuttle service that we use today. And that really has helped a lot. Folks come in and they can park at designated parking spaces or parking lots throughout town, catch a shuttle bus, and take that into the main part of town where all the events take place. So we've made some changes over the years, adding buses, taking buses away. Uh, you know, really important things like adding portable toilets, taking portable toilets away, you know, stuff like that. But um, for the most part, you know, we we just make sure that the folks can get around and get to all the places they, they need to get to to enjoy Collarfest. What does it take? Um, so let me ask you, like I said, you've probably not been part of it forever, but is there somebody since you've been part of it that, that they have been there maybe since day one or not? Uh, probably that, a couple people I can think of is probably Mayor Kinnaird. Uh I mean, he has been the mayor since day one, but he's been involved with Color Fest, I believe, since the very beginning. Uh, and then uh, Carol Robertson, who's in charge of the of Catoctin Color Fest Incorporated, a, a private group that takes care of all the um, displays and events in Fairmont Community Park. She's been with them an awful long time, too. I wouldn't want to, to make them mad at me and say that they've been here ever, ever since 1964, <laughs> but they've been here a long time. Well, that's okay. I mean, you know, sometimes it's good to have people who have been around. Uh, since you've been involved, what, what are the changes that you've seen that you, that you liked? And, uh, you know, obviously bad weather, we, you know, we're not going to even talk about maybe the sprinkle of rain this weekend. Right, right. Well, 
even if you, even with the rain coming, I, I tell you guys, it, it, people still come. Uh, it, it's uh, it's really something that uh, folks come from all around to Collar Fest, and, and rain doesn't doesn't really slow them down much. But I think the the biggest changes that we've made, and we talked about this earlier, was just you know changing our, our traffic patterns, uh, closing some streets down to make sure the pedestrians were safe. There were no vehicles on those streets. Um, and just making sure that, that everyone can get into the center of town where most of the events take place at safely without causing too many traffic issues. We still have you know, quite a bit of traffic, as you can imagine, but the buses have really taken a lot of that off the streets. I know um, if you uh, go up Route 15 North and you're like, why are there so many people on 15 on a Saturday? And you're like, oh, yeah, it's Color Fest. And why are people on Old Frederick Road? Oh, yeah, it's Color Fest. Uh, so it's, it's good that you kind of uh, make sure that the, the traffic patterns, and I know the signs are out there already. I mean, probably five, ten. 10 miles down the road for people to know that Colorfest traffic and where to go and where to park. Um, and, uh, you know, 125,000 people in the small town of, of Thermont. Do you have people who are against Colorfest? Do they ever say, we're just done with Colorfest? We want to, you know, we just want to keep our sleepy little town, sleepy little town? Well, I think the residents, you know, they, they don't they don't want to uh, try to travel through town uh, on Color Fest weekend. So I, I think we do have some folks that get kind of upset because traffic is such a mess and everything. If they if they need to go out to the grocery store, it's going to take them a lot longer to get to the grocery store than it would have, you know, on, on other weekends. Um, so yeah, I believe there are some, you know, some negative uh, feelings from some of the residents here. But I think for the most part, it's all positive. I think most of the residents understand that this is this is a an opportunity for a lot of our nonprofits to uh, have a, a, a large fundraising effort, probably the largest for most of them in the entire year. You know, churches and the, the fire department, the ambulance company, and, and all the other nonprofits, they all have, um, you know, great weekends planned uh, for their, their fundraising efforts. And I think the residents understand that it's, it's important to them. And they, they, for the most part, put up with a few days of, of inconvenience to, um, to see those folks succeed. So if you're listening to this and Chris Michaels is sitting here going, hey, you know what? I'm going to make a ba- I'm going to buy me a bunch of bags of famous Amos uh, chocolate chip cookies. I'm going to put them in plastic bags and try to sell them and set up my own little table at Colorfest. That's a nay nay. You got to be prepared to do that well in advance with permitting processes, right? That's right. Yeah, there's there's permitting through the town, and then with the food vendors is also permitting through the health department. Uh, so we wouldn't be able to bring uh, bring your bags of cookies and sell them on the street. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to pig- piggyback off what Jim said about the nonprofits. It's it's a great thing for the nonprofits. Um, I've worked in Thurmond for for years, and uh, uh, Cuddles Cat Rescue is one of the nonprofits that uh, is is benefiting. That's that has a stand. They they uh, rescue cats, and and um, also too, I would think the local businesses. It puts a spotlight on the great local businesses around Thurmond too. Yeah, it really does. I know that all the restaurants do very well, uh, and some of the, the retail stores in the downtown area, this is usually their, their biggest weekend as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really a benefit for, for everyone, to be honest with you, although there, there might be a few that disagree with me when I say that, but I think for the most part, 
uh, both for businesses and and nonprofits. It's it's a benefit to them. Well, I always know that it was uh, it was always a time for my uh, wife and my mother in law, and then even back when she was still alive, my uh, her grandparents' uh, house right there in downtown, middle of uh, uh, Thurmont. Uh, people would like to always say they're no longer there, but the rose bushes along the uh, the street and stuff, and they would go and have some lunch and stuff, and they always enjoyed Color Fest. Now, one thing that I was a miss, Jim. Uh, we're talking to Jim Humerk again uh, from the city of. Uh, from the town of Thurmont, what are the hours for Color Fest? So the hours are eight a.m. to five p.m. Monday, or I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so eight a.m. to five p.m. and then on Sunday five p.m. they uh, roll up the streets back to normal, hopefully, and uh, back to back to normal for the town of Thurmont. Fifty, what is it? Fifty nine years that you guys have been doing the uh, Color Fest. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's an amazing that, that thing. Yeah, next year, 60. Yeah. But, oh, that's going to be good. So are we already thinking about what we're going to do for the 60th? Well, not quite yet, but probably <laughs> next week we'll start thinking about it. All right. So, Jim, we appreciate it. We expect, and uh, fingers crossed, for beautiful weather for you guys uh, in the town of Thurmont. And, uh, you know, but, again, it is held rain or shine. That's correct. Do we know, uh, real quick, farthest vendor and maybe uh, finding out somebody who's been, the, you know, been the farthest away uh, from ColorFest that have made the pilgrimage to ColorFest? Uh, you know, I don't know that off the top of my head. I do know that we have folks coming from as far away as Florida, um, but I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you which which vendors they are to be very honest with you. But I know we have quite a few coming from long distances. That's pretty far. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. like you're going to say DC or something. You're talking about Florida. Oh right. no, it's. I mean, this is this is. Uh, I think it's the largest, if not if not the largest, one of the largest crafts and vendor shows on the East Coast. So we get a lot of folks coming up and down the coast to to visit us. Very nice. All right, Jim, we appreciate the largest, if not if not the largest, one of the largest crafts and vendor shows on the East Coast. So we get a lot of folks coming up and down the coast to to visit us. Very nice. All right, Jim, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Absolutely, guys. Take care now. Have a successful color fest. It's the Morning News Express, eight thirty at WFMD. From the 930 WFMD News Center. Police are investigating an accident in Frederick that left one pedestrian dead. News at 30 past the hour on News Radio 930 WFMD. WFMD. 930 WFMD. Traffic and weather on the 7s. We're still seeing some stop-and-go activity this morning on 15 North on as you are traveling through Frederick. You're going to hit a delay before Jefferson Street to Rosemont Avenue. Now 70 eastbound. It's going to slow in between 40 and 29 and then stop-and-go before the Patapsco River Bridge. Getting on to 695, that is thanks to an accident on the inner loop by Security Boulevard, and that is taking out your left lane. And on 9 eastbound, it's still a slow ride this morning. It's going to see a it slowed down for you right around 